0: Happy Monday, Father. Happy Advent.
1: Happy Advent. We start the Advent season. I'm excited.
0: Oh, it's beautiful. I love this time of the year. It's cold outside. It, it's a little chilly, yeah.
1: Christmas yeah. lights are up on the houses. How's they, your house?
0: No, my house is. You weren't here. We weren't here this weekend. We were traveling. Oh, so you um, got a lot, so a lot, so I'm lot have of work to a, do. A lot to contribute this. This we uh, light this up the nativity episode. and bless it this weekend, this evening. Excuse me. This evening, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Looking forward uh, to that, and then the cookies and hot chocolate for the kiddos, and and we got a little surprise. Uh, oh,
1: yeah. Half of that surprise lit up yesterday. Yeah, what was with that? I, I drove I, by and I, I, and I saw... It. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a surprise uh, coming uh, with the with the lighting and the nativity and the blessing. But so many exciting things happening this week. And obviously, we're, we'll talk about the readings yesterday. But uh, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was... Well, I... I, I the kids... Poor, poor Matias goes from one thing to another. So if, if it's your not... Kids yeah but it, it's literally been like three weeks of something. So the poor kid got came Hasn't down with it been something, a year and a half of something? Passed everything? it along. So Thanksgiving was really nice with, with Angie's family and but after I ate dinner, I laid down on the couch and I was out. Yeah, you didn't respond to I any was of my texts. out I was not feeling hundred percent. I, I got a, I got a picture of you out on the yeah, on the couch and and it just I stayed out for the rest of the weekend. So.
1: <laughs> including Disney World. <laughs>
0: No, thanks. Thanks, I recovered a, a bit, but you can Who hear. Who does the, Disney World on the can Saturday hear the after sore, Thanksgiving? The sore throat uh, is is a little, not sore, but but raspy. How packed was it? It actually wasn't bad at all. Really? If you, if you interesting. I know, I, and I was I was expecting massive crowds and and ridiculous wait times, but it was manageable, and we yeah. actually got to do a lot of rides and, and a cool. lot of the kid rides for nice. Lexi. Nice. And, and Lexi ideas, is
1: so. starting to understand it more and more, oh, yeah. so
0: she's she, she had a blast. that's awesome. So, a beautiful beautiful weekend and and a nice I
1: was I, I was I was telling your sister I go how how is he gonna make it for for Monday morning and even for the podcast but you're here I'm here by the way this is the fourth fourth take of of us starting this podcast we've just been yes, g- we, giggling all morning like had, two school girls. we had
0: some comic uh outtakes there that, <laughs> that have been deleted and are unrecoverable now yeah no <laughs> they, 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 we don't have an
1: outtake reel to, to share with you but we, we're just in a great mood this morning because it is advent because there's so many things happening this week, all Advent related. Now, we, obviously, we also have the parish fair coming, um, coming in, coming up this weekend. So, a lot of stuff to get to, and 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 let's just dive right into, uh, you know, the season and Advent. So it's Christmas, right? No, it's not Christmas. It's Advent. Well, but look around. It's Christmas. I know, but that <laughs> see that's the problem. It's that and that and that was something I said to my family yesterday. We look around as. You know, really starting before Thanksgiving. You know, once, the, once Halloween's over, everybody takes the Halloween stuff down and starts putting the Christmas stuff Oh, and it's getting
0: up. earlier and earlier every yeah.
1: year. Listen, and I wrote it in the bulletin this weekend. This year, I don't know why I didn't mind, usually would mind. I was like, you know, bring Christmas on. Let's go. Bring Christmas on. And then I started noticing, it's like, you know what? We sometimes rush Advent, you know, because we're, you know, we're in a constant state of rush during, the, during Christmas, during Advent, during the holidays. Starting with Thanksgiving and and then right up until Christmas Eve, and right around let's say the nineteenth or twentieth of December, you're like, wait a second, Christmas is five days away and I haven't done my spiritual preparation yet, which is why the lines are so long. Yep. you know for confession, on um you know last year Advent penance service, which was just like, I don't know if it was three days before Christmas, two days before Christmas, I forget when it was. I had never heard that many confessions well, for an Advent penance service. We were there for almost four hours, and so. You know, people around that time start saying, "Wait a second, Advent has left me. You know, left me behind." And so, it's a li- And I compared it to Lent because Lent, you know, start off on Ash Wednesday, and from and it's really forty days from Ash Wednesday to Palm Sunday, uh, and it's what's so forty plus days because mm-hmm. Lent doesn't really end until Holy Thursday afternoon. So it's it, Lent is a more deliberately paced liturgical season. Whereas Advent it depends where the 25th of December falls. Thankfully it falls on a Saturday this year. So we get almost a four full week, right. four weeks of Advent. Next year we will, because it falls on a Sunday. So we have time. We have time to be able to delve into the mystery of Advent. And like you were saying, everything around us is Christmas, but what is the church? And, and and I said this during the homily. What does the church present us with? Stillness, quiet, one light on the Advent candle. Instead of all set of the Griswold family house. You know, lit up. You know, we have several of those in this neighborhood, and God bless these people. But you know, instead of that, the church when we walk into church presents us with one singular light on the Advent wreath, and presents us with you know calm and stillness. Yesterday, you know, it struck me at at the five thirty mass. You know, when the opening song, the the entrance hymn started. Usually, the call does you know great big praise and worship hymn to get everybody fired up for mass, and yesterday was. Very a very muted, you know, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way of the Lord. The words of John the Baptist. Right. In other words, this is what the church is calling us to: is to is to is to focus on the two comings of Christ. Obviously, the historical coming in, in Christmas, and you know the the eventual coming of Christ in 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 the second coming. So. We as a church need to focus on what, and and the readings do such a beautiful job of of keeping us focused on the season, and that's what yesterday's readings were all about. As we prepare the way, as we lie in stillness, as we are surrounded by quiet, that's what we're, it's that joyful anticipation of what's to come.
0: You know, even even the purple vestments and the purple altar cloths is kind of a, it stops us in our tracks because you know we're we're coming in from from outside and like you mentioned you know if you got all the the lights and the, oh my the goodness, decorations and you were surrounded and, by it ac- and, and everything uh, oh yeah absolutely. so you had it all over absolutely. the place but then you walk in the church and you've got nothing you, you, except the, for the advent but the the starkness of that purple you know it it just literally smacks you in the face like oh this is this is different and then you've got the simplicity of the advent wreath and really the simplicity of the of the sanctuary we'll start building that up. Over the coming weeks, in, in preparation for Christmas, but even with that build-up, we maintain some of that simplicity and that stillness. That this is this is a time of prayer. This is a time of preparation. This is not it, we're, we're celebrating, but not yet.
1: Right. And and that celebration now there is one outlier in the church in in, in our parish that we build up before Advent, and that's the Nativity scene outside. Right. You know, tonight we bless it. We put, you know, you know. when I got here the first year cycle, we put baby Jesus out there. You know, that's like, eh. but then I realized, and they do the same thing in St. Peter's Square. I'm comparing my parish to the Vatican. Very <laughs> okay. um, close. So, you know, even the, the nativity scene started going up, I think the weekend before Thanksgiving or right thereabouts. Mm-hmm. And people, even as we were building, you know, the, the manger, and even though we were bringing in the animals out by, one by one, all of last week. All of last week, without Mary, with the only pieces that aren't there are Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yep. The hay Boy. wasn't put in until Saturday morning. But even last week, people were stopping oh, their yep. cars, getting out, looking at it. You know, maybe not even getting out of the car, right. to take a picture. Yep. Oh, but and I, and I, it's I just the amazing. That
0: they slow down just to look. Yeah,
1: just, No, but that's... And, keep, it's and, an, and that's the point. It's a point. <laughs> it, it is a focus of evangelization to remind people that what this season is all mm-hmm. about. And so we put the full nativity scene out there. The one that will go up in the church eventually won't, won't have baby Jesus until right. until Christmas Eve uh, Mass. But, you know, the one out there, it is part of our... In fact, we start our, as a parish, not only... Obviously, we start yesterday with Mass, but, you know, the like the extracurricular stuff that we do outside, retreats, active reflections, holy hours. Right. We start with the nativity scene because it's something more for the children. For the children, it's something that they see, okay, this is why we are doing this. And and I wrote about it in the bulletin saying, you know, I remember when I was a child, you know, we had the afternoon wreath. My father would not allow anything to go up until the 1st of December, which means we'd have to wait till Wednesday. Yeah. Everybody else was putting their Christmas trees up and decorating their houses. <laughs> we would have to wait till Wednesday. We'd have the afternoon wreath on the table. You know, we'd light it every night mm-hmm. be- be- before dinner. And then my mother would put 25 little pieces of candy right next to the, to, uh, the chicken, uh, the, the kitchen counter. And, uh, Every day, one of us would eat one of the candies. You I saw see. that as that, that string of candy would get shorter and shorter, you knew Christmas was drawing nearer. But she would do little things during Advent to remind us that, as the shirt says, Jesus is the reason for the season. That we're doing all this because we are expecting someone. We're expecting the two comings of Christ. Now, I walked into, this morning, before I came into the studio, I walked into uh, Sister Sean Pauline's English class and she was talking about three comings of Christ. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, you heard Bishop Barron's homily this weekend." <laughs> and he, you know, he was relaying a story of he he was told by one of his Catholic school teachers. And there really are three comings of Christ. That you have the historical coming, of Christmas, the, you know, the, the mysterious, you know, you know, mysterious coming of uh, in the second coming, but but even now. Jesus comes into our hearts That's now.
0: That's right. Every day.
1: Every day when we receive <clears> communion, <throat> every day when we when we when we get up and we and we invoke the name of the Lord to come into our hearts to when we pray with our family we pray by ourselves and do our personal prayer we are always anticipating the Lord we're always saying come Lord Jesus and that's what we that's the mantra during Advent come Lord Jesus come come quickly come do not delay we need the Lord and and the topic of my homily yesterday was not only do we need the Lord we need the Lord the God of justice, which is referenced in the first reading from Jeremiah, you know, and I, I got into the Jewish understanding of justice, which is which is mishpat, which is, you know, so very important that we want the Lord, and, and I have it right here, it says... He came prepared i prepared with I came, his notes. No, Well, that, that, that was my notes from a <laughs> yesterday yesterday. was the Hebrew word for justice, mishpat, occurs in, in its various forms more than 200 times in the Old Testament. Its most basic meaning is to treat people equitably. Over and over again, mishpat describes taking up the care and cause of widows, orphans, immigrants, and the poor. We hear that in the New Testament as well. Mm -hmm. But there is something deeper when it comes to biblical justice. It also means, quote, to make right. Justice is first and foremost a relational term. People living in right relationship with God and one another since God is just and loving, so we are called to do justice and live in love. So, I took those three words, to make right, and I said, well, when we say, come, Lord Jesus, we say, come, Lord Jesus, into my heart to make things right in my heart, to make things right in my home, to make things right in our lives, and that's what we're asking for, that's what we're longing for this Advent
0: season. We spent, Father, so much time decorating, you know, and and I'm kind of talking to myself here, because, you know, we got... The lights and the wreaths and the tree and the ornaments and you think of of all the the time and effort that goes into making our homes beautiful and it's a beautiful thing to have yes. a beautiful home yeah and then we spend so much time preparing you know the gifts and the wrapping and this you know for the family members and then prepping the table and prepping the 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 dinner menu for the for the big party on Christmas on Christmas on Noche Buena Christmas Eve. You know, if you th- if you think you know how much time we spend in all this, you other mean, stuff. and you even
1: mentioned shopping.
0: No, no, no. no that that's no, you do it in two seconds that's, on the internet. You... <laughs> but that's long gone. That that's happened Cyber already. Monday. You know, for for most people at least. You know how much time we spend preparing our homes, and and lacking the pr- the preparation of our hearts, and that's really what I love about Advent. And it, uh, when I talk to the kids and when I send out messages to our religious ed families, I say, you know, may this season you know, be one where we prepare our hearts just as much as we prepare our homes.
1: I, I once, I'm trying to remember the name of the priest. I once, I once heard a priest say that this is his favorite liturgical season. And obviously because of all the things, that you, you, you know, all the readings in the liturgy and the, and, the, and remember, we celebrate Immaculate Conception during mm-hmm. the season. We celebrate our Lady of Guadalupe during the season we have great saints during the season. Tomorrow's the feast of Saint Andrew, and um, I mean, uh, there, there's our Saint John of the Cross in there who has an incredible hymn uh, poem for um, you know the the incarnation. That was one. Of my, that's one of my favorite. But so the season is is, is liturgically yeah. it's beautiful. But the reason why he said it was his favorite season is that you know kind of it's the only season that the church kind of mirrors what the churches do. Maybe not the exact same, way, but the, you know. You know, the church doesn't light up the trees and and say Merry Christmas until it's actually Christmas, right. you know, at least inside the church. But but the world is kind of moving in the same direction. We're all anticipating something now. Obviously, the world is anticipating the commercial aspect of it. We're anticipating the uh, the religious aspect, right. which is the coming of Christ. But it is such a beautiful season. And to go back to that word, you know, because I don't know why it struck me when I was going over the readings last week you know at the end of the, of, the, of the first reading and they shall call him the lord of justice mm-hmm. and we want jesus to come and to be the lord of our lives and to be yeah. a lord of justice who comes to make things right especially in this world that is upside, upside down, down to put things right to put things right in our hearts to put things right in the world and it's mirrored in in the, in the gospel in the gospel it was not too different from the one 2 weeks ago that had all these apocalyptic images Jesus is saying, and people will die with fr- of fright, but you, when that moment comes, lift up your head, stand erect, for your salvation is at hand. And that's what w- brings us this anticipatory joy during Advent, that we know our salvation is at hand, that we know that Christ is coming, and, and that we should rejoice, because we hear that word rejoice more on the third Sunday of Lent, on, on Galatia sun, a Sunday, Advent, but... Advent. But so I've lent I, you did I said it, on, you did it again. I did it again. Did I did it this again. I did this during one of the the fifth sunday of Advent No, I said this I said this on one of the first <laughs> broadcasts we did of light during the lockdown. I said well, it was the fifth Sunday of Lent. I think that was the second Sunday we were doing it, and you and Lewis were like going. You you were wait, You were doing the camera, and Lewis is doing. We're only ones in the church, oh, and you're good like. Times, good and I'm times. and I'm no. They weren't good times. I don't want to go back to that. And I said, "Hey, welcome to the fifth Sunday of Advent." I'm like, "Wait a second. There is no fifth Sunday of Advent, and we're not in Advent. We're in Lent. So during Advent, we're 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 called to rejoice, and that word is present, because." our salvation is truly at hand okay
0: you take it now cuz you just lost my train of
1: <laughs> no we're telling we're in giddy moods we're, this morning
0: oh man yeah it's a it's it's a tricky season though because you want to celebrate and and you know the the church isn't saying don't celebrate you know it's it's just saying it's reminding us you know, to take that time you know to to really dive in and and make the most of the season so that our celebration can be like, like its maximum, right? So that we can get the most out of, out of what Christmas has to offer us, which is, you know, Jesus finding a home in our heart, you know, finding a place in our heart for the, for the next year ahead. You know, and, and so many times it breaks my heart when Christmas, and like this, this year, Christmas lands on a Saturday. So Sunday, you know, you're going to be driving around town and you and you got Christmas trees lining the side yeah that
1: one that always upsets
0: me you know so so it's like you've had this whole yeah. build up for Christmas and yeah. then it doesn't end to the baptism the, of the, Lord. the 25th comes and goes and, yeah. and then everything kind of gets tossed to the curb and he's like well you we just missed the point yeah you know, the, we've, we've had four weeks to prepare yeah and now we've got another you know 12 to 14 days to, to actually celebrate Christmas and and we got that whole octave of Christmas words and we'll get into that where it's actually Christmas mm-hmm. you know for an entire week that one always gets me but Advent also calls us, uh, and Jesus said
1: it yesterday in the Gospel, to be alert, okay. to to watch for the signs, to watch in our hearts, to be alert. Uh, Pope Francis said a couple years ago during Angelus, that he said during Advent, he said, Advent invites us to a commitment to vigilance, looking beyond ourselves, expanding our mind and heart in order to open ourselves up to the needs of people, of brothers and sisters, and to the desire for a new world. And that's what Jesus comes to do, to make things right. That God of justice comes to make things right, to establish a new world, to make all things new. And this is what, even the opening prayer, the Collect of the Mass yesterday, uh, the Almighty elicits our cooperation in our own transformation so that by the gift of God we are deemed worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. See, he doesn't force his way into our lives. He wants our cooperation. Yesterday, the the, the collect of the mass said, grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. So we run forth to meet him, but we do it with righteous deeds, but we do it by doing good, by doing right, by being just with the widows, the orphans, the immigrants, the poor. So so that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy, your people, to possess the heavenly kingdom, yeah.
0: and that that can be a little unsettling too, because you know we're you're talking about justice, and, and we look at the world, and there's so much injustice, and it's easy to say, you know, that's an injustice. Right. The challenge is doing it. You know, what am I going to do about yeah. it? And, and that's where, you know, we don't just look to someone else to do it. You know, the Lord is saying, you know, I picked you. What are we going to? I I did do something about it. I made you, and and I put that spark in your heart to to point it out and now is the challenge to you know to let Christ come into our lives transform our lives so that we can go out and and be prophetic and address that injustice in whatever capacity we can you know, and, and do something about it and make it right
1: now all of this in Advent, being vigilant being awake being attentive being alert to the signs that Christ gives us and and i invite you every single day today the, the gospel is you know, Jesus, the Roman centurion, you know, who asked, the centurion asked Jesus to cure his, to cure his servant. And that's where we get the the prayer we say before communion, Lord, I am, I am not worthy that you should enter my, enter my roof. You know, when I was reading that very early this morning, um, there were, there were two things that, that struck me. You know, when it comes to, I go, why, you know, if all the readings, because it's the same reading every first Monday of Advent. There were two things that struck me about that reading. Number one, at the very beginning of Advent, we recognize we're not worthy to receive Jesus under our roof. But yet, He comes anyway. So, He wants to heal us, He wants to make things whole, He wants to make things right. You know, He wants to be the God of justice in our lives. And then, at the very end, it's like almost a foreshadowing towards the end of the Christmas season, almost the end of Epiphany, when he talks about the great faith he, he sees in this Roman. I may, and then I say to you, and no one in Israel have I found such faith. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the banquet in the kingdom of heaven. So right at the very beginning of Advent, where he's already foreshadowing what's to come, you know. It's, you know, when you wake up at 4.30 in the morning, you have a lot of time to think and to pray and to meditate. So, you know, all these things that I was praying about this morning because already the very first day, talking about we're not worthy, he makes us worthy, he still wants to come into our hearts and our homes. And number two is, this table is not exclusive. It's not. It wasn't exclusive to the Jewish people, it wasn't exclusive to the people that follow Jesus. No, many will come and recline with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They will come from East and West. So already foreshadowing what we celebrate on the Solemnity of the Epiphany. So all these things are present in the readings of Advent. The, folks, there's so many tools, you know, beyond obviously this podcast that can help you. I mentioned Bishop Barron earlier. He has an Advent re- daily reflection that you could just go to wordonfire.org. I think it's the first thing that pops up now. You could sign up and you can, you know, get in your email box. I think at six o'clock in the morning, it'll come in and, uh, and receive it. Magnificat has a uh, a great companion and shameless plug the Carmelite Sisters. Yeah. and I don't know why I haven't got my copy yet. I think it's digital. Oh, uh, they do they do it during Lent. They also their do Advent during companion. Advent. Yeah. The, their Advent companion. What they do is a different. Sister writes a, a meditation every single day, and if you I don't know the the website. I think it's Carmeliteoscd.org. I'm not sure. Uh, Jorge will correct me before the end of the podcast. But uh, just just type in on Google Carmelite uh, Los Angeles and they, because seeing it from a religious point of view is is so beautiful, and the meditations these sisters write are so incredibly beautiful, so there's so many tools at our disposal to help us get into the spirit of the season, the true spirit of the season, which is beyond the commercial, and you were talking about earlier about decorating your house, and decorating, and, and and all the time that that takes, but here's the thing, there is something that we could do parallel to that, that, you know, we are preparing, you know, just like we, you know, we're preparing our homes for Christ. We're preparing our homes for yep. Christmas, you know. So that's why we want it. We want it big, you know. Maybe not Clark Griswold big, you know. I, bigger, I, I, bigger. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, I love that movie, but you know, it's 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 a it's an outward <sighs> manifestation of what is in our hearts, mm-hmm. that we want to decorate, you know, our homes just like we decorate our hearts, and they have to mirror one another. We can't. Do one and neglect the other. And I'm talking do do the house and neglect the heart. Mm-hmm. The heart is so important. This week, we, you know, tonight we have the Nativity Blessing, which is mainly something for the kids and for us to be able to see the Nativity and to bless it and to sing Christmas carols and have, you know, good time with the, the community. But on Wednesday, we have an Advent Holy Hour that's being celebrated by a, a priest of the Legionaries of Christ and being hosted by Radium Christie, And it's going to be a beautiful night of reflection, of adoration, of confession, and then next week we have our Advent nights of reflection, and then after that we have the Advent penance services. So so many things, you know. We have obviously next week we have the feast of the Immaculate, uh, of the Immaculate Conception. Yep. So many things to get us right and to be able to help us go through the season and not rush through it, but do it, you know, maybe at a more deliberate pace because we get so caught up in all the external that we don't stop and say, you know what. Let me make time for Christ this day. I'm not worthy, but he makes me worthy through his grace. Amen. So this Advent, the question that I ended my homily with yesterday, when I talked about the God of justice, when we talked about the Lord who comes to be the Lord of our hearts, you know, the question I ended the homily was with was basically taking it out of the, the collect the opening prayer of the Mass. As we begin Advent, what do we need to make right in our relationship with God? What do we need to transform in our hearts so we may freely run forth to meet the Christ at his coming?
2: Yes! Yes! For you! For you!
1: running back. Wow. That's your
0: fiance's boy.
1: Exactly. It's a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer.
0: That guy just... No, but... Just... No.
1: Get out of here. What was that last night? All right. It is a Victory Monday. Ashley is working from home today, but she is joining us via... The uh, I'm used to ESPN radio where they have somebody sponsoring, or even any sports show where they sponsor. We got to get on there. <laughs> we could take a sponsor, Pat. Ashley, how are you feeling this morning with the uh, victory Monday going?
2: Father Manny, I don't know if you know this, Here but we, we are undefeated in November. We haven't lost a game since the Halloween massacre against the Bills. Be in the- <laughs> we are perfect in November. We beat the Texans we beat the Ravens the Jets we won yesterday against the Panthers I never want November can never end
1: well okay but it ends in two days so um, (laughs) let's talk yesterday because uh, we I I think we said last week my disdain for Cam Newton I mean my fandom disdain as a priest I love everybody but I've (laughs) I've been I've been to two of Cam Newton's game one in Carolina and one here uh, when I was with the Finns, and and seeing him play in person. It was just the, the Superman thing, the LeBron. He did a LeBron thing back in, in 2012 or 2013. I don't remember when it was when we had LeBron. And and he, listen, he threw one lucky pass, okay? He threw one lucky pass to get him out near the one, and then he ran for touch. because I'm telling Jorge because he does he does, he didn't see the game. I saw, and literally, I saw nothing. This and weekend. literally we were we were up and literally his offense he was trying to run. We stopped him. His offensive lineman and grabbed him and threw him into the end zone for the touchdown. Did I say anything wrong, Ashley?
2: No, that's exactly what happened. Threw him in, they had a And he did
1: the uh, whole the Superman thing? No. I'm sorry. Oh uh, uh no. no, I mean that's
2: not that's not Cam two That's Cam like minus point <laughs> five he didn't he, he didn't uh, you know i thought i thought we'd get more from him which i'm glad we didn't but i'll tell you who the mvp of the game is go for it devon holland pay that rookie yeah no, oh, that, well, a little pay early. That
1: man. holland got an int very early uh he uh, jorge does not get, see jorge's just sitting here producing the show i asked him do you see the highlights he goes yeah I go. Who, what was the first? What was the first score? Ashley, could you please tell him how we scored? What was the first score of the game?
2: The first score of the game that was the waddle. No, it was block right? punt. What is like? wow, everybody? I don't feel. so I don't feel so bad. Everybody's now. everybody's asleep this morning. That, <laughs> no, I'm lying to you. The first one was the block the punt, block where we punt. brought it into the, the, the end zone. I tried yes. to test you, Father Manning. There you go.
1: No, but let <laughs> let's talk about that waddle throw because <clears throat> excuse me, that was the second touchdown I believe, and the throw by Tua. Between two defenders to get that ball in there to Waddle. And Waddle's catch was just, and that's when you knew you were off to the races with these two because, <clears throat> okay, so here are the stats yesterday. Let's start with Waddle. Waddle had, <coughs> let me see, nine receptions, 137 yards, one touchdown, including a 57 yard slant, which was a Ooh, thing of beauty. Nice. It was just so beautiful. And you saw his speed, and that's what we've been saying all year. So, you, I asked you yesterday when I texted you, are you, you know, are you a tua guy yet, girl yet? She goes, no, I'm a waddle girl, because I waddle, said, waddle
2: house. I, okay, it's so waddle house.
1: <laughs> because you know, and they're doing the penguin dance the in the end zone house. and all that stuff. <laughs> so what's going on is, what's going on is that what we've been saying all year. Okay, they're using him as they used uh, Jarvis Landry. They're using him as they used Devon Best back in, uh, ten years ago, but now using him vertically or in slants to use his speed. Mm-hmm. This is what you want. That, and, and the and the rhythm that he has, the, the connection that he has with with Tua is amazing. So yes. Now, Tua yesterday, 27 for 31. I don't know. I read or said earlier that somebody tweeted 27 33. No, it wasn't 27 33. 27 for 31, 230 yards, one touchdown, and a QB rating of... Uh, that was off the charts. And he uh-huh. has passed over 80% completion this game and the week before against the Jets, which only four QBs in NFL history have ever done. Dan Marino never did it.
2: Ooh.
1: Okay. And now, mind you, a lot, you could say, okay, a lot of it was dink and dunk passes, but those passes to Waddle, those downfield passes to the tight ends, you know, those count for something. Yep. So Tua yeah. is, is is coming into his own, and, he, and people are taking notice that you know the fingers better. He's throwing the last, last week. Year, uh, last week, excuse me, we saw him throw the ball downfield, you know, and our defense. Talk oh, about Jalen Phillips had three, three sacks. Should that have had much, a fourth.
0: That much I knew.
1: That much you knew. <laughs> it's all about the you. Three of five. The picks are three crazy. Of the, five. the picks. The, no, oh my goodness. But, so poor Cam Newton had. Let me see. Cameron, his stat line was
2: at least two picks, I remember.
1: Two picks. He was five for twenty one.
2: Oh. The for
1: 92 yards. Most of those came in that one long, I think it was a sixty eight yard pass to uh to Moore. Uh that was that was it. You know, then PJ Walker, they should have put PJ Walker in much earlier than that. Thankfully he didn't. And Christian McCaffrey was pretty was MIA the entire game because he had a rolled ankle. So mm-hmm. Uh, the Dolphins looked great yesterday, and now we got the Giants coming in, coming in from your your neck of the woods, coming yes. into town.
2: they won last. They won yesterday. They
1: did because the, the the receiver Eagles. that the Eagles picked before Jefferson from the Vikings dropped two short touchdowns at the end of the game, and I was like, "Wow, that's it's like Aguilar all over again for the Aguilar. Sorry, excuse me for for the Eagles all over again." So, were you at the game yesterday, or you were out of town?
2: Me, I was out of town. Oh, you were I, at the game. Yeah, no, I missed it. Looked it looked like
1: a good crowd over there. I mean, you know who like,
2: else played good was Miles Gaskin. I think he
1: got two Miles, touchdowns. He got two touchdowns. I mean, were one was out of the Wildcat. That was, I think, the last touchdown we scored was out of the Wildcat. As uh, Moose Johnson was on TV saying, "I don't get the Wildcat," and boom, they go in for a touchdown. Go, well, you don't get it, you know. That's why you're not coaching, you know. So, um, but. There were so many things to look around and say. You know what? They figured it out. And two, I had the great quote at the end of the game saying, "This is the team we thought we were going to be." Great, you know, but we have to reel off ten in a row, or nine in a row, to get into the playoffs. We have the the Giants coming up, bye week, the Jets. Then we go to the Saints, who did not look good on Thanksgiving night. They have, you know, Trevor Simeon has not figured things out. Then we go on to Tennessee, which is a different team. Got rocked by the Patriots yesterday. Then speaking to the Patriots. Ooh, last game of the Ugh. year, Ashley, Patriots at home, we could Do you want them. to
2: go? Let's go. Let's do No, it. I know you're going to be there. Probably going to be busy with maths
1: and stuff like that. It's a Sunday, but but let me tell you something. No, a week from now, a week from today, Bills and Patriots, I want to say it's in Orchard Park. It doesn't matter if it's in Orchard Park. They played twice this last month.
2: That's a bloodbath right there, Father. Uh, that, yes, it gonna is. That's going to be
1: a big one. Oh, well, she's getting gory this morning. You know? So, <laughs> But... You know everything. You know the dolphins. My goodness, that they. Here's what I said it back when it happened, that Houston, not that Houston loss, that Atlanta loss, and that Indianapolis loss. Those two losses. Right now we are five and seven. We would be seven and wait. We'd be seven and three. No, that's the math. My math is wrong. I'm sorry. We'd have three losses. We wouldn't have those two. No, I'm sorry. We're five. We're five and seven. We, five and we, we, seven. We, we should have beat the Raiders. We, we should have beat Atlanta. Sorry. We should. Yeah. We should have beaten. We should have beaten the Raiders. Seven and five. No. We, it's, we're doing really bad math here. we seven and five. Yeah. Flip it around. <laughs> seven and five. Okay. We're really bad at math. So, yeah. But I mean, but it, it would make the, the trip down December so much easier if we would have had those two losses back. Mm-hmm. You could have made an argument because should have beaten the Bills up in Orchard Park because we had a great game plan that day. And that's when our defense really started r- rolling. And you saw, like, everybody's figured out Lamar Jackson because he had four picks yesterday, last night, and still barely won that football game. It was one heave into the end zone that was the difference in that game. And everything in the AFC is just out of whack right now. I think the Patriots right now, to me, are the best team in the AFC. I don't see anybody else. You know, KC is like, okay, I had a bye week, you know, but they look like they're figuring things out. But in terms of the AFC, we're right back to where we started. Bill Belichick, my goodness, Ash, I thought we were done with this.
2: You know, uh, we uh, I met a Patriots fan this weekend, and I, and I was like, man, your coach is going to be coach of the year this year. I thought that would have been be. done with the whole Tom Brady era, and I thought Bill Belichick would have, like, you know, ran into the, the woods, and that would have been it, it, it with him. But, no, I mean, that just goes to show you the, resili- the resiliency with the coach, unfortunately.
1: No, and he's got a great defense, and Mac Jones, I mean, you know, ask any Jets fan, ask any 49 49- The 49ers are actually doing <laughs> okay. But, you know... They are doing so well, and, and we played in the last game of the year, and, and hopefully it comes down to that because, uh, you know, our computer really is wants to chime in here. That, would they, did the computer have an opinion of the Dolphin game yesterday? Anyways, Ashley, thanks for calling in. I know you have a lot of work because you have the fair coming up, and thank you so much for all. We the things. do,
2: everybody. If you're in town, come to our fair this weekend, December third, fourth, and fifth, Coral Gables. It's the Church of Little Flower Saint Teresa Fair. Everyone is welcome. We're expecting a great crowd, food, ride, games. Come on down if you're in the area.
1: All right, tell us the first and second prize. The first prize is
2: of okay. The, the first prize it's um it's called Miami. Uh, oh my gosh, it's the, well, I can tell you what's in the prize. We have tell these us cool what's
1: names. in the prize. Yeah, it has a cool name. Yeah.
2: Yeah, bad bunny tickets, Dua Lipa tickets, imagine dragon tickets. You have three hundred and fifty dollars to Miami Sports Extreme. You have an SUV rental for the weekend. Whoa. You have your own pride, you have your own private boat charter. Whoa. The second prize is my favorite prize. It's That's a 305 sports yeah. extravaganza. Sign me up. You have a signed D-Wade jersey. You have a signed um Tyler Hero jersey. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero is one of the best players in the league right now. You have Miami Heat tickets. For December, when we play against the Wizards, my seats. Um, you also have a full <laughs> UM luggage. <laughs> you have a three-piece UM uh, luggage set. You have a signed Panthers. Um, and Panthers are one of the hottest teams in NHL. You have a signed um pitcher with them. I mean, it's it's and that's prizes we also have prizes for the food and wine fest and everything so no, buy your raffle no. tickets this week it's going to be an amazing amazing oh, now that you mentioned the
1: heat i almost forgot are you ready for the nuggets game tonight oh that's
2: right. you know i right. i already read they warned both teams both teams already have that that preface warning about uh yeah tonight. and the heat so. set on
1: saturday with a big win over chicago by the way on the road uh, yes. the Heat said on Saturday in the post-game interviews that they were beyond that, that they were over it. And that just shows you the – I hate to use the word because it's cliche, but the culture of the Heat, mm-hmm. that they're beyond it. And Jokic hasn't played on. – they've lost six in a row. Jokic hasn't played the last four games. Uh, I think the crowd is going to be more into it. Uh, Ashley, just do me a favor. Don't get mixed up with the Jokic brothers if you find them in the stands.
2: Here. I can't. I can't tell them what I think. I gotta keep the mouth closed. All yeah, right, I Father. Know. All right. I know. I got a fair to run this week. I gotta yes, be careful. Do. All
1: <laughs> right, Ashley. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in. No problem.
2: Take
1: care, guys. Bye bye. Bye. All right. So that's going on. Jorge, did anything break in the college football world while we were talking to Ashley, or while we were recording the first
0: segment? I'll tell you right now because my phone was being used for the phone. Oh, okay.
1: So like, yesterday we uh, had uh, the atomic. No, bomb?
0: not nothing. Just what we knew already. Lashley is leaving to. Uh,
1: what well, the say? to SMU? That's sources being their agents say that he's going to SMU. Yeah. We have a new coach in Florida. We do. Napier, I think is his name. And uh, Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma. That I did not crazy. see that coming. I did not see that coming. I mean at all. So uh, we're still here. Uh, well, you didn't see the, the Canes game. The Canes game was ho-hum, Tyler Van Dyke, DVD another three, another, another 300 yard gain. When you look at the history books, and you say, what receiver had the most receptions in UM history? Mike Harley. Mike Harley. I was like, with all- and he would have had more with all the- Har- if he wouldn't have dropped so many yep. passes during his time here. But, congr- you know, they did a great video. Reggie Wayne was, was a record holder. Reggie Wayne, Santana Moss, and Lamar Thomas, who all at one time held that record, yep. sent him a message. And um, what's the state of the UM program right now as we sit here on November 29th?
0: Come on, do something. Wait, do something.
1: Athletic director. They're 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 having problems. With the university. Now they're
0: now they're in a public fight with the search firm and.
1: But here's the thing with the search firm: is that the search firm doesn't want them to interview this guy that used to be at Louisville. What does the search firm care? They're 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 being paid anyways. That's my my take on it. What do they care who they interview? I mean, unless it's like the reputation, they don't want. Be
0: they they don't want to be linked to this guy. That's fine. Comes with baggage, yeah. But But has the search form
1: who's been exonerated of that baggage, also? Yes, we took we preach forgiveness in this podcast.
0: That's it, but uh, I mean, they're advised, they're there in an advisory capacity. So,
1: so, uh, what are your UM, do do something? What are your expectations, uh, for the bowl game?
0: Uh, do you want me to be honest?
1: Yeah, oh boy, because we haven't won a bowl game in a while. I have Mark R- Mark Rick won a bowl game. Mark Rick. Mark believe, Mark Rick. I believe he beat Louis was it Louisville in the in the Orlando I, Camping I, World I, Bowl been or so something long? I don't even It wasn't that long ago. It was like five, six five, six years ago. ago. Yeah, it was long it, ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. Um, I have zero expectation. I just man, if if I just this this is one of those seasons that just shake your head. We got Oklahoma's out. Alabama's right. out. Clemson's or Alabama's on the, not out. On the verge
1: Alabama's of, not out by any stretch. If they win the SEC championship, if they win. I yeah, I don't know how they beat beat Auburn the not, other day. But if they by somehow They're you not know, beating you, Georgia. I, I don't think so either. They're but not beating Georgia. If they beat Georgia, then it means that they cancel each other out. Alabama stays in, Georgia stays in, you're not being bumped out. And then you got you got uh if Michigan beats uh, which which is not a given because yeah. Michigan. Here's the thing: that's a total letdown yeah. game. I you didn't see the game, Michigan Ohio State. I saw that game. You know, while I was watching the the Canes game, on, and Michigan in the snow, it was beautiful. They beat Ohio State in pure Big Ten football yeah. fashion, running the ball down their throats, and they beat them, and they beat nice. them well. Rushed the field. Jim Harbaugh finally got that monkey off his back. It was great. They play Iowa this weekend. Letdown game. No. I'm honest, I'm th- I mean no. I think they'll win, but let's say let's say Michigan wins and you got so you got if Alabama beats Georgia, you have Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan. All right, we think Alabama's gonna be out. So who do you got? Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State won Bedlam, but they gotta play Baylor this mm. weekend in Dallas in yeah.
0: Jerry World. But if they win that
1: But there's one team that you and I are not talking about.
0: No, no, it's not happening.
1: Y- you know what we're talking about, of right? Of course I know who you're talking about. It's huh? not happening. Notre Dame is no, there. No. Notre Dame is there. They're 10-1. No, and one. No. And they're peaking right at the right time. And they'll, and they'll go in. Here's the thing. They'll get sneak into the playoffs and then get blown out by Georgia, they're, as usually happens.
0: They're not sneaking in anywhere.
1: Okay, we'll it's see. It's not happening. There's a lot of football to be played. Uh, there's a lot of football <laughs> to be played. Uh, this. Uh, they
0: would need a lot of dominoes to fall to, to sneak in there. And it's... I mean, this would not, be, this would not, be not the year. not that many dominoes. Listen, would be it, the year. It,
1: it, it's just... Cincinnati has to beat Houston. If Cincinnati loses, that's it. It's yeah. over for them. I mean, they're barely in there with being undefeated. By the way, U- University of Texas San Antonio lost to North Tech. Undefeated. Ranked. Yeah. University of Texas San Antonio. I don't know why I'm mentioning this. Lost to North Texas in a blowout. Really? In a blowout. So uh, so that happened over the weekend. So See, there's but, a lot well, this of football was, to be played. This play. was
0: the year, man.
1: This was, and the ACC...
0: The, the ACC. Wake, for Wake Forest and Pitt.
1: Wake Forest and Pitt. You tell you poll ninety nine of a hundred college football fans. Say you want to see Clemson and Miami go at it. Oh, yeah. ACC championship. Everybody say and yes. The way we're
0: playing right now.
1: I mean, absolutely would play. Well, the, the way we're scoring right. Now. I'm pulling up the ESPN uh, projections. Let's see where they have us because
0: they all yeah, they, they do a pretty good job with this. I saw one projection this morning had us at the the Pinstripe Bowl.
1: Wait a second. There's a Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. No. They have a they have a bowl named after Jimmy Kimmel. Why in SoFi Stadium? Oh wow! Whoa! I I, I don't get that one. Uh, let me see. Miami has the, we I'm scrolling down. The more you scroll down, the better, um, the better the bowl. Let me see. We're not playing Florida because Florida beat the. I have the Duke's Mayo Bowl. One has this in the Duke's Mayo Bowl on December 30th, and I saw yeah this one hasn't changed the uh, the 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 Sun Bowl against washington state who by the way ended very well uh beat washington in the apple cup uh it was a great rivalry weekend and uh let's see what happens Ling kiffin linked to a bunch of play, you know places i don't know if they'd go after o- you know who oklahoma is targeting they think that's much of themselves they're going after cliff kingsbury the coach of the number one seed in the nfc your arizona cardinals Good luck. That's how much Oklahoma thinks of themselves. <laughs> Good luck with that. I, I, I tweeted out, jokingly yesterday, let's go after Nick Saban, who upstage USC, UM. Of course, I say that tongue in, firmly in cheek because Nick Saban's wife famously did not like Miami. Yeah. That's why he left Miami. Um, and that's not the only reason why he left. But uh, it was part of it. So a lot <laughs> of stuff happening in college football. Big game tonight for the Heat uh, as they play the Nuggets. Panthers lost their first game against an expansion team at home. <laughs> But they I saw you know that. I'm not making excuses, but well, they played the night see, I before. The I saw the score. They played the night before in DC and I'm like, why are they making them play back? hockey hockey yeah. back to back when you're hitting each other? It's like, no, get out of here.
0: And and finally we gotta sneak this in there because the, the lockout is coming. Oh no. But the Marlins making some some moves, spending some money. Are they? We well, say, no, but Sandy, we committed, committed no, one hundred and nine million dollars okay. yesterday alone.
1: Sandy, it's not a done. It has not been officially announced? So they're, deservedly they, so. We they have an ace
0: because they have to make a, a roster move. Okay, him.
1: but the Marte one
0: stings. It does
1: mainly because who he signed with. But I told you last night. I go. I can't wait to see because the Mets are after Scourger also. Yeah. I can't wait to see this implode oh, yeah. majestically in the and middle it's of next going season. To because it's the Mets. <laughs> the, remember, the Mets were leading the division halfway through the year before the Braves went on the run, and then just imploded. Lindor didn't do anything last year. Now, I told you before we went on the air, three. there are three, if it makes you feel better as a Marlins fan, there's three teams that have signed absolutely nobody. Boston, the Yankees, and the Dodgers. Nope. No one. Haven't signed anyone. The Dodgers are losing. They're losing Corey Se- I mean, Corey Seager's probably going to sign with some, probably with the Yankees. And this morning I saw that the, the Rays had signed Corey Kluber, who had yep. been injured the last two years, mm-hmm. but they're taking a flyer on him. Great pitcher. He pitched a no-hitter for the Yankees this past year. But all this is happening before everything collapses on Wednesday, on and, Wednesday. They, and the owners lock out the players and, you know, and opening day yep. is in danger. But that's baseball, baby. <laughs> that's baseball. But no, they need to spend some money. I do not know. I forgot the name of the player. Avise it? Avisel? Al- Avis-
0: Avis- 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 you don't even know Avis- who it is. Garcia.
1: I you and I asked you. Do you know who this guy is? I don't is? know who he is. I, he played. He, and he, he,
0: but evidently a big a, bat for the Brewers and.
1: No, it was he was with the Tigers or the Brewers. The Brewers. Brewers, but he was. He, he's I looked he's
0: at, been to like three or four teams.
1: Yeah, but I looked at his numbers. Doesn't if you're an outfielder, you got to have some pop. Doesn't have much pop. I mean, at least the last couple of years. So. We'll see what happens there. We should have That money should have been spent. Marte. reliable bat, reliable clubhouse guy. Yeah, he was injured for about like three weeks there at the beginning of the season with us before we traded him. But, oh uh, my goodness, but going to the Mets. Apparently they were in it till the end, they say, but close to no cigar. Story of the Marlins. But
0: hey, they, the sources say... Those the, are the co- agents. The stove is uh, is heating up. There's more coming. It's it's this ne- these next two days. So because, keep those keep those notifications on.
1: Yeah, especially you, you know Greg, Craig Mish is the big guy to, to follow if you're a big Marlins fan. And I have to mention this because it was something emotional that happened over the weekend. Uh, Dicky V went back to the college basketball sidelines, oh yeah, in Las Vegas to call Gonzaga and UCLA, which was a blowout, and. Uh, seeing him break up, you know, break down on national TV, just emotional, thanking everybody for their prayers. Good Catholic man. Uh goes to Mass. Big fan of Notre Dame and, and and lives on the West Coast, big Tampa fan. And just shout out to him because he is college basketball. God bless him and and we're praying for him that he gets through this um through this cancer because he does so much to raise money for cancer. So those are the things that we have to do during Advent is is looking out for others and, and that's what we call to do. So uh I want to finish the the podcast today with the prayer we prayed yesterday which is so appropriate as we as we get ready this month for the coming of our lord grant your faithful we pray almighty god the resolve to run forth to meet your christ with righteous deeds at his coming so that gathered at his right hand they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom through our lord jesus christ your son who lives and is with you in the unity of the holy spirit god forever and ever Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.